0: Welcome back. We got episode four of Wolfpad Watch versus Tar Hill Talk, the podcast where lifelong friends AJ, Patrick, and Tap come together to unpack the thrilling rivalry between the University of North Carolina and NC State football teams. Us three high school pals share a deep bond, but when it comes to Dame Day, their loyalties are divided and the banter is fierce. Join us as we explore our perspective on each. Team seasons have a few laughs and take a few shots at each other's respective manhoods, leading up to the annual Thanksgiving weekend showdown between the two rivals. Well, fellas,
1: that one was long winded. (laughs) I about
0: about ran out of breath there.
1: Said four. What do y'all think? I think we're three and a half. (laughs) Three
2: and a half. Yeah, three and oh. Ariels are three and oh. State two and one at this point. Season looks optimistic.
0: I was listening to uh, a podcast, and y'all might have the three best wins out of anybody in college football so far. App State, obviously, Group of Five school, but they're pretty high-end. And then SEC opponents, and then a bid Ten opponent. So, y'all are looking pretty good. That's about as much praise you're going to get from me all year. But, um, dude, I saw this stat on Twitter. Um, there were six games last week between the ACC
2: and the bid Ten. and ACC went four and two. Well, I think we also have a winning record against the SEC this season as well. The resurgence of the ACC after when it's on its last leg, the boys are looking good. Well, yeah.
0: Um, all right, well, let's jump into it. Uh, I guess I'll just start with DMI. Not much to take away from that game. It was a uh, blowout the whole way. Uh, Restored on the opening and drive, and then the – vmi's first drive we had a pit six and then kind of took the sales out of them we were basically playing a uh, win out of their sales whatever. we were basically playing a high school team when i was there i was like well not much to take away about it but we got some young players in there we didn't play mj morris which i was kind of upset about I'm trying to save his red shirt but brennan brennan looked good um and got our uh, young freshman running back in there. So, yeah, we can dive into it a little bit further. But VMI was just garbage. And that's all there is to say about it, really. Y'all had a big one down in Chapel Hill, though. Let's talk about Minnesota.
2: Yeah. Um, didn't really know what to expect going to the game. It was another weird game. I thought watching it, it was one of those that, uh, you know, we were in control the whole time. We kind of were able to put it away. Thought we could have beat them even worse. Um, their offense was pretty, pretty terrible. Quarterback play, the Greek rifle is what they call him. But I was sitting next to Max Van Kutcher and he said that wasn't true because he is a self-proclaimed the Greek rifle. There can only be one. A little for
0: twenty-nine passing for that guy. That's pretty terrible.
2: Yeah, he wasn't good. Their offense hasn't been good all season. Um, But still, defense held them to 13 points. Um, Just three points in the second half. So, that's exciting. Still, um, defense is definitely much improved. But at the end of the day, you know, we roll on to 3-0 Drake May. We air-rated it out that game. Um, Not many rushing yards. So, the three games we've won, we've had – three different ways of winning the football game. First game was definitely our defense that stole the show. Second game was our rushing attack. And the third game was Drake May taking over the game and throwing for 415 yards. Um, So it's exciting to see we can win games in different types of ways. Um, But it would be, to become the team we want to be, we're going to have to have all of these um all of all of that come together, especially when we're playing better teams down the road. So hopefully hopefully we're able to put it all together.
1: Yeah. Um first off, congrats tap on the uh the big win against VMI. Um fortunately y'all did not cover um I think it was forty two and a half. Didn't cover Pretty it against the high school team, um, but needless to say, congrats. Y'all needed that. Brandon Armstrong needed that, actually. But
0: uh, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Get right, um, game. Hey,
1: yeah. we only
0: we only missed the cover by uh, two points, and we were in field goal range. I thought we were going to take a field goal, but we just need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Doran didn't try to kick field Dude, did y'all see that NFL game the other day where the Rams kicked the field goal to literally push the spread?
1: you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, was... he was just trying to piss off the fans, the home fans. You think? Yeah. I think that I was. He was doing the same fucking thing. I think
0: that was freaking Vegas giving him a call saying, we need a field goal right here. <laughs> Hell
1: no. Uh, he just knew. I mean, the whole stadium has got money on that, so he's like, I'm just going to piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, do y'all that's a think
2: that? Uh, do y'all think coaches have any idea of what the spreads are for games?
1: Yes. Yeah, Every single player, coach, everyone knows it.
2: Every you think that they know, like, UNC, like, we're favored by seven and a half this weekend?
1: Yes. Dude, you can't turn on any sort of media regarding sports these days and not see – every spread over under it, it's it's all everyone talks about if you go watch espn before any sort of primetime game before college game day it's all wagers this and that here's what this is here are the odds for this that's all it is now.
2: that's like true but do you feel like do you think they use it as motivation as like an underdog it's like these boys think we're you know seven and a half point underdogs in this game
1: yeah i wouldn't say that
2: but but they did. You think they just definitely know, know it in the back of their head?
1: Yeah, for sure. They all see it, but I don't think they're going and you're trying to use it as motivation in pregame or post practice meetings. That's the real that's question. much matches
0: The real question is if uh, players know their player props, like over rushing yards or something. They don't really do that in college, but I guess they do on the bitter sites. But yeah, no I bet. You don't think they like? Oh, I need to run, get a first down here, and then I beat my rushing yards.
2: No, I mean I think it not the, the, heat, the not
1: in the heat of the moment like that.
2: Maybe if they're like on the if they have ninety nine rushing yards and it's like oh you need to get your one rushing yard to get a hundred, it's like yeah, it's like kind of like a milestone moment. But there's no way in the within the heat of the game, nobody's caring about their personal stats. They're just trying to win the ball game. Yeah, that's true. All
0: right, that was a
1: little... little... Yeah, so a little bit off topic there, but uh, no, I think Patrick covered the Minnesota game pretty well. I, as well, did not know what to expect. Uh, Patrick mentioned, you know, winning the game, winning all three games this year in multiple ways. To me, it's felt like we just really haven't put it all together. It's just we've been, like, finding ways to, like, balance... And like stay afloat in different areas. Like the running game looks good, you know, against, um, at state. And then we don't do shit against Minnesota. But Minnesota was a weird team. Um, I thought they actually had a good defense. Um, their offense sucked. I thought we did what we needed to do on defense, though. I still think our defense has a lot of potential. Um, I still, they still run the it. 138
0: rushing yards, 170.
2: Yeah, which is, I mean, like we said last podcast, that's what we expected. They're going to run the ball down our throats. Um, yeah, and for as many times they ran the ball, I don't know what their average rush yards per carry, but it seems like they didn't, we didn't give any explosive plays up out of the backfield. Um, not, not to my knowledge, or it didn't, it wasn't a consistent theme throughout the game where I was getting. You know, as a fan, being so pissed that they're ripping us up and down the field, um, rushing the ball. Yeah. So we were able to get off the field and hold them to 13 points at the end of the day. So the defensive game plan worked regardless of how much rushing yards, what the stats say. You know, we held them to 13 points, um, and that's going to win North Carolina a lot of games. If we hold them to under – you know, if we hold them under 20, then I don't see us losing ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: wait, I AJ. Think. What was your what was your prediction last week? Were you really close?
1: Yeah, I predicted thirty-three to ten, so I was basically right on the money. Um, yeah. but still, I wanted more out of that game. Like in the first half and the second half, I felt like we could have put our foot on their throat a couple more times and just can't convert on some plays. Just you know, Drake's been a he had he threw for over four hundred yards. He had two bone headed picks that I've never seen him throw. Um and he's done probably three times this year already. So I don't really know if that's, you know, him seeing all the pressure um or just trying to make a play, um when he should just kind of throw the ball away or take the sack. I don't know. Um, but there's things that he needs to clean up. And our offense needs to clean up because um, there's going to be a team that puts the pressure on us and is going to play a complete game against us and we're going to have to also play a complete game. So, still yeah, waiting. I'm See that.
2: Not, not to – Drake's last – I guess it's been seven or eight games, going back to last season. <clears throat> last season he's thrown a good amount of picks, um, but I'd still – Nothing in my mind I'm worried about because he's getting the job done. Um, But you can't make those mistakes against the Clemsons of the world or the Florida States of the world. You've got to play a complete game. Um, Another crazy stat that I came across today, actually, going into the Pittsburgh game, we have been 4-0 one time since 1985. And that other time was 1997 when Mac Brown was our head coach. So, 40 years and we've only had one four and start. Well,
0: we were, so we were three 0 last
1: year and then lost to the Notre Dame. I thought that was later in season, but yeah, yeah, that's probably right.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. nuts to think about. So, big game against Pittsburgh for sure. Um, just to keep the keep the Cavalry rolling and rolling to the bye week and. Really, time to clean some stuff up.
0: On the road, too. Your first big, true road game. Um, it, they always play us
2: tight. Um, we'll get into Pittsburgh a little bit later. But, uh, Tap, is there any other takeaways from the VMI game? I know it was just an easy, get right type of game to where you are expected to blow them out. I know Brennan played well. Was it the uh, talent, yeah. just VMI was just superior or mm-hmm. inferior to you guys?
0: It was so bad, dude. Uh, Brennan Armstrong says stat line real quick: twenty-seven for thirty-two, two hundred sixty-four passing yards and one touchdown, and the QBR of eighty-two point two. He beat out Drake May this week. Um, but other than that, on the offense side of the ball, offensive side of the ball, um, yeah, we were just so much faster. Uh, we had a kick return, like a. 90-yard kick return to open up the second half. Um, and yeah, Julian Gray, he had two receptions for 80 yards, and he should have scored. He should have scored a touchdown reception, um, but he only had that kick return touchdown. He is super quick. I'm so excited that we need to give him the ball more. He only had two receptions, but uh, we need to start using him in some swing um, passing game. Uh some other same than him, our, I don't even know how you, you say that. You just want to
1: get him out in space, kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, other than that, we ran the ball well. Two hundred thirty-four total rushing yards for the boys. Got our true freshman in there. Sixteen carries for eighty-five yards. Kindred Raphael. I haven't really talked about him yet. He's going to be special in a couple years. Um, defensive side of the ball, basically a shutout, but. Other than that, yeah, we just completely outmatched them. There's not really much to say. I'm excited to see what Brendan does against Virginia this week, though. Um, other than that, yeah, we. Uh, my prediction was 48 to seven, so I was three points off. All we needed was that field goal at the end to cover. So, but... Tad,
2: what was uh, what's the deal with MJ Morris? So, y'all are just gonna save him until you need him and keep his red shirt.
0: Yeah, so you can play. In four games, um, so I think our thought process is why I put him in there when we're already killing the team? Like we put in a walk on, um, and he didn't literally did not throw the ball because we we only have two scholarship quarterbacks. So we have three, but Let's Thomas is a true freshman and he's low key hurt right now. Um, so MJ Morris is like our last result if uh, Brendan goes down. Really, so we want to. If we could keep him for another three years after this year, we're going to do all we can to do that. So, yeah, we're just going to stick with stick with Brendan until we absolutely need MJ or the fans start giving Dave hell.
2: tab when's your next uh, tough, tough game? Y'all should be four and one, correct?
0: Yeah, we're going we play Virginia and then Marshall and then we got Louisville – Maybe I said that wrong. No, we play Virginia and then Louisville next
2: week. No, Louisville's going to be a tough one. But you all got them at home, right?
0: Yeah, it's a blackout. We uh, we uh, announced that last week, so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be fun. Night game, Friday night. We have two Friday night games in a row. Kind of weird. Yeah, you got to uh,
2: do what you got to do to get on TV at NC State University. <laughs>
0: We're always on TV, brother. What are y'all on this week? ACC
2: Network. We're on ESPN. Yeah, we're on ACC Network at 8 p.m. But that's because Pitts dookie. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I would say Louisville's our next tough game. Um. But we should be able to handle that at home. That that stadium's me rocking there. I can't wait to be there. Um. But yeah, first I did past Virginia. I know they're probably the worst team in the ACC. Um them or Virginia Tech, but we should handle them easily. I think we're nine-point favorites, nine-and-a-half, which is kind of low, but we'll see what happens.
2: Another uh, talking point, AJ, that we haven't even touched on yet, um, Nate McCollum. Damn, oh, he, he looked good.
1: We should uh Yeah, he should have jumped off the page. Obviously, um, I actually meant to say this, he's not going to be able to do that for another game this season, Um, but he looks really good. He gives us Josh Downs flashes uh, from last year. He's quick, uh, finds gaps and zones, knows how to create separation. Um, 15 catches is unbelievable in a college football game.
2: Yeah, I think we targeted him 19 times. I think uh, what Chip Lindsey said was they – it was – not as much, but they definitely did target him. Um, like for what the word? What's the word I'm thinking? Like they made a, an effort to target him, um, but it wasn't all that. It was just him getting open and just being the open guy for Drake made to throw to. So it wasn't we're gonna get this ball to name a column twenty times this game. Um, it just kind of happened, and that's just something that speaks on Nate McCollum being able to get open in that and understanding the option routes, um and getting open in the zone defense. So he he stood out for
1: sure. It's nice that we have that now. I think Taysor is also somewhat similar to him and can learn a lot from him. Um, now what I would like to see is a complement to that and have a you know stand out vertical threat. I mean it seems like J.J. is only good for about one a game. So got to figure out how we can complement that Nate McComb in that short game and players in space and 15-yard throws and get some vertical shots for Drake. Um, Yeah, the guy that has got to be
2: is Andre Green. It's got to be him. J.J. Jones is a possession receiver. Gavin Blackwell. He can take the top off of defense, but I just haven't seen him be able to blow by somebody and go make the catch. But Andre Green, 6'3, 195, high four star recruit. It's time for him to put up or shut up. Let's let's go through. He had one one target um against Minnesota where we threw him a deep ball and he, you know, was good coverage. He beat him a little bit. Um, he just wasn't able to come up with the ball, but it looked promising at least to where he's going to be able to get over the top of some defenses.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I agree 100%. Just need to find that guy. But
0: nobody on your team had more than four receptions other than Nate McCollum.
2: That's kind of insane. Yeah, Nate Nate had a hell of a first game for the Star Hills. He He's going to be a beast and definitely our number one target. Um, he just understands he's an experienced guy and also has that, you know, just the physical tools to be really good. So he's going to he's gonna have a hell of a season. I'd be surprised if he didn't overlap a hundred or a thousand yards this season he looked incredible.
0: Did he play last week?
2: He played nine snaps last week, but very, like very limited. Didn't get a target. Um, he was hurt and they didn't feel comfortable putting him in yet. What what injury does it did he have? It was yeah. a uh, groin, but I mean he's one hundred percent now. He's ready to roll. I know Gavin Blackwell is actually in concus- concussion protocol this week.
0: Yeah, little little extra note about NC State we had we had our best cornerback Aiden White out of the game. He's going through some injuries. Our center also got hurt, so we we picked up some bad injuries uh, against VMI, which is not fun to see. Um but we're getting a little bit of safety room help. I know I talked about last week that our safety room was a little bit depleted, but for Team Ashford's coming back, um he took that nasty hit against UConn, I believe. Had to get card off the field. He's already coming back, so he made a full recovery already, so we're getting some help there. Um but yeah, we suffered a couple injuries in the uh BMI game, which is not promising, but we'll get the boys back. Ready to roll, next man up, always.
2: All right. Well, uh, VMIs NC State. NC State took the uh, game forty-five to seven. UNC thirty-one to thirteen against the Golden Gophers. Put us at three and zero on the season. NC State two and one. Got a lot to look forward to for the rest of the season, that's for sure. Um, but we'll get into who shit the bed segment, um, episode four edition.
1: Yeah. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say that, you know, there's not not a whole lot of shitting the bed you can give state here. Um they, they took shit. care of business, they beat a they beat a very bad inferior team. Um you know, they ran the ball well as a team, they averaged like six yards a carry. Brendan was throwing it at like eight to ten yards throw. Every punt return was returned for, like, 25 yards plus. (laughs) Every kickoff return. um, Big Wilson looked good again, did his job. I mean, I don't even know what you want me to say as far as someone who shit the bed there. I think State just shits the bed in general. Long-term, State shits the bed. Uh, What do you got?
2: I'll put uh, my weeks who shit the bed on... Whoever does the decision making on letting NC State fans leave at halftime, because damn, they don't come back. They'll have the pack crowd. They're so they they harp on having a great fan base, but you get them in a game where they're losing by ten plus, or they're winning by ten plus, they're not coming back because Carter Finley was empty come third middle of the third quarter, so states uh carter finley's decision making is who shit the bed this week for me
0: dude it was freaking sold out against vmi and it was hot as crap i left at halftime and came back third quarter i don't even know what time um but i ended up staying the whole game because we were just beating the crap out of them it's kind of fun to watch but yeah everybody likes to go out have a little beer and then they Kind of struggle back in, especially at a noon game. But we'll be rocking next time we're there. Night game, Louisville. Um, I'll jump into my who shit the bed. I'm going to go with a little bit of a position group and say the UNC running back group this week. Shit the bed. 105 yards total rushing. Mario Hampton Hampton had 230 last week, so... Just put that true perspective. Um, 2.8 yards average rushing and a long of 17. So, yeah, UNC's running back group definitely shit the bed this week. I know you said you wanted to throw the ball, and y'all definitely did that. Drake may looked pretty good throwing the ball other than those two pits. But if you want to play a complete game, your running backs are going to have to do it too. So that's my who shit the bed week four week
1: three
2: well running back group definitely didn't produce but we're going up against a very good minnesota defensive front and we found a way to exploit that in our heisman contender quarterback so it is what it is we have faith in the running back uh position from what they've shown so far this year um so suck me tap
0: hey let's let's talk about this real fast sorry to uh interrupt little tweet that i saw you want to hear it? You probably don't want to hear it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Drake May, first 10 games at UNC. It's a little stat line for you 253 out of 361 passing, 70%, 3,412 yards, 34 touchdowns, three interceptions, and then 133 rushes for 584 yards and five TDs. Nine and one record. His first 10 games, right? Drake May last seven games, 163 for 258 passing, 63% percentage, 18 for 1,800 yards, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions, and a three and four record in the last seven games.
2: Yeah, it's pretty fucking so uh, not- easy to take the stats from the last four games that we lost and then go and combine them into this season stats. We're three and oh (laughs) motherfucker.
0: And then you also lost four after starting nine and one last year. Two of those to we're on this season.
2: We're on to this season. We're three and oh we got we got pit. Let's go four and oh let's go beat who we got Syracuse at home. 5-0, 5-0, and let's go against Miami, both teams undefeated. Bring game day to Chapel Hill, I dare you. That's not happening. Um, oh, all right, well. Over anyone
1: else. So. I ain't pissed.
2: Uh, we'll bring our guest on for this week now. Um, got a guy by the name of Killian Brady. Had the pleasure of living with him for the past three years of college with A.J., um, great guy excited to have him on see what he has to say about the Tar Heels about state and about what he's got going on in life we will see you here in a second third guest on the pod here by the name of Killian Brady. He's going to give us some insight. He's a silent assassin, a world-renowned capper, and some dub him as the most mysterious man to walk this earth. Even more mysterious wow. than the Doseckis, <laughs> man. Welcome on our good friend, Killian Brady, KB. How we doing, Killian?
3: I'm doing well. That uh, intro kind of Got me on my heels there, Pat. You don't yeah, think that's it's true? true? The 34 loop. A little bit. I wasn't ready for all <laughs> that, but I appreciate the welcome.
1: Just all, just all your nicknames, man. <laughs> Capper. Capper. Mystery.
3: I don't want your nicknames on the pod. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, guess we'll get right into it so we can avoid that.
0: <laughs> uh, KB, give us your early impressions on UNC football. Three and O to start.
3: What you got? Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, first game was big. Defense showed out. Uh, I was proud of that. Finally, after some sufferings, I'd say the past three, four years. Um, I think Chiswick's kind of got him ready here, too. Um, but other than that, Apple's a little scary. Um, it's kind of always like that. We kind of play to them. Um, but last week, I was really happy. Defense looked good again. Offense kind of stumbled here and there, obviously. Um, Drake's turnovers kind of weirded me out. He's forcing a few throws here and there. Uh, both those games would be complete blowouts if not for that but other than that I've enjoyed the first three weeks.
2: Killian, I was I'd agree with that the um, The turnovers have been very weird but I've always I've said back to back weeks that's I feel like it's nothing to worry about because we know we know who Drake is and the throws he can make so those turnovers might happen he's got to clean them up we're not going to be able to beat the big teams playing him playing like that but He's a stud and he makes the crazy throws and this throw again the throw for the first touchdown to Nate McCollum in the game was a ridiculous like full sprint to the right over the takes it over over the top puts in the bread basket yeah. defensive coverage um but they just make the play and you got to make plays to win ball games so uh, I am not worried about Drake
3: Yeah, he'll be fine.
1: Have you will oh, gonna... be worried, man.
3: I'm definitely not worried. <laughs> I mean, we're still playing well. Um, Nate McCollum, absolute dog. Dog. It's like
2: that uh that video on Twitter of the high school uh dude talking about his teammates. Drake May, dog. Nate McCollum, dog. British Brooks, <laughs> dog. Amari
3: yeah. and certified dog. <laughs> it's just exciting. It's kind of everything's balanced as it really hasn't been the past few years. What's exciting to me is how
2: much we have not played a full game yet and we're 3-0 and with a lot of bright points. Like, we should have blown out Minnesota. We yeah, still beat an a Big Ten team by 18 points, covered the spread by a by margin, and we look – I mean, our offense really didn't look great.
3: Yeah, it really didn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were talking about earlier about, like you say, we're balanced in all positions, but it feels like one position is, like, like playing well each game. Like, it's enough to get us over the hump and stay in front, but we haven't put it all together yet, which is also exciting and could be scary once we do.
3: Yeah, I think I saw a tweet about that. It was like each game, one position group kind of, like, took the front step in a way, but it's kind of exciting because that means you have all three phases of the game.
0: Have you have you watched any of the better football team in North Carolina yet?
3: Um, Patrick and I were talking about that. I watched the first game against UConn, pretty sad. Um, <laughs> well, who else? Notre Dame week two, lost by yeah, three yeah. touchdowns. Notre Dame's really good, though. Um,
0: AJ's, then, AJ's going to Notre
2: Dame, Ohio State this weekend. It's going to be sick.
3: That'll be a great yeah,
2: game. Yeah, out, out of nowhere, he just drops us, drops that on us. He's going to freaking game day in Notre Dame, Ohio State. That is sick.
3: As he should.
2: And he, he better be wearing a UNC, like, tight uh, wife beater or something under that Notre Dame shirt or a hat or something. I'm not letting you wear all Notre Dame colors when the Heels play at 8, 8 p.m.
3: I got yeah, you. I hope – uh,
1: I already got I it playing out. Well,
3: what's your uh, plan, AJ? What's your the outfit? Pod, the pod needs to know that he's not exclusive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a belt.
3: Okay, that'll work. That'll
2: work as long as you have some colors on. Yeah, we're good. What time is that
3: game, AJ?
1: 7.30, the Heels play at 8.00. Oh wow! Wow. Man,
3: this guy's fair weather.
1: (laughs) I got my phone on YouTube TV, bro. I'm traveling.
3: (laughs) There's no service in South Bend.
0: Yeah, no way that's gonna load inside the football game.
1: YouTube TV is goaded; it'll load.
3: Um, Those boxes. You'll tell them to put on the UNC game.
1: yeah. Yeah,
3: but tap. I think. VMI was a good win for y'all. Get back on track in a way.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, we were just talking about it. Uh, uh, VMI was basically a high school team. Not not a lot of takeaways from it. Um, but it's definitely good to get back in the win column. We needed it. And Brendan looked good. So I'm excited for the next couple weeks. We got Virginia. But, yeah,
2: VMI was pretty terrible. Um. Got, okay, Bill, you, uh, you just got done hooping, right? I did. You any, Clean, you any sweep.
3: Bugs, right? Clean, sweep.
2: Give us a give us an analysis of one play you made.
3: Definitely game winner. It's got to be. <laughs> I not uh, well. I got to give a shout out. Just right on Carter's head. Just fucking wet. <laughs> Three pointer. Head. I, three. I
1: didn't.
3: I didn't shoot well, but we were just playing well. Jimbo, got to give him a shout out. He's a dog.
0: No, I like was
3: a, a beast. Yep. No, that was fun though. Got to get that exercise before it gets too dark.
1: All um, right. You wanna? Uh, let me give you another question here. So, this is courtesy of TAP. I'm going to put that out there.
3: <laughs> Let's hear it, TAP.
1: If you could pick any athlete to hunt with, who would it be and what are you hunting? All time.
3: That is such a wild and rogue question. Nah, that's Just, a good
1: one. Who, would you, want, who I,
2: would you want to
3: go hunting with and what are you hunting? I mean, it's a good question. It's kind of tricky. I mean LeBron. LeBron's kind of my guy, but I don't want to take. I don't want to take him hunting. Yeah,
2: we probably don't.
3: Because if you get into a, if you get into a,
2: place just you and LeBron together, you might fulfill your prophecy that you said in uh, college
3: that you might suck them off. <laughs> That's just outlandish. We can't publish this I'm now. For <laughs> Uncalled for. Are we? Uh, are we exposing people now? No, this, no, no. This seems like a like a great time for that. <laughs> no, just answer the question, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Athlete I'd want to hunt with. You want to hear mine? i sure, sure.
0: Philip Rivers in Hyde County in the duck blind. And we're both drinking a uh, bourbon and orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep.
3: What's that? The really?
2: train Creek special. <laughs>
3: yeah. Philip Phil Rivers might try and pull a move on you, Tap.
2: <laughs> I
3: might let him. <laughs> that might um, be the same scenario. Dude, I mean, <laughs> right now I'd like to take my guy Drake out, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would uh, probably deer hunt. I probably want to get him a, a big deer. Draco? Yeah.
1: That's a lot of quiet time.
3: I feel like we could uh we could break the barrier.
1: There you yeah. go. I
3: feel like I, I would want to go with
2: like Brett Favre and go duck hunting. Yeah, that's I feel like sad. Brett Favre's the I'd man.
1: Easily and we'd both wanna be go, I'd easily want to go with Marshawn Lynch.
3: Oh so good one. Good one. Mm.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Although like
2: Yeah, y'all might shoot each other if it's you and
3: Marshawn Lynch in a duck (laughs) Bond. I don't think you you would be able to hang out with him. I just feel like you're not geek.
1: I'm not the one that's got a geek. He's geeking me out.
3: That's true.
2: That's true. Bring a a pack of Skittles and rob a Marshawn Lynch. That dude wouldn't shut up.
3: Yeah, that'd be a good one.
1: (laughs) You could give out ducks back in the
0: hood. Wow. All right, so all right. Taking, you're taking Drake Deer hunting. That's your answer. All right, it's pretty, pretty average answer. Um, got another one here for you.
3: Top five pick tap.
0: Probably top two pick, but he's not number one. Caleb Williams. Um, never be able to go to a UNC game again, or never be able to, never be able to hunt slash fish.
3: That's just impossible. Uh, I, I would yes, not. Sir.
2: Tap, tap. your, uh, your questions dude. that you write up are always <laughs> something that you've thought about so in-depth.
3: <laughs> what would you give up, Tap? It
0: depends on if I can watch the state games on my TV. No. When I'm older, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably giving up.
3: God. See, you can't probably answer. You can't ask
2: hey, questions my, that you can't even answer. Is, well, you know, you might as well give up your um your state state uh, football and basketball privileges because you are just so mediocre every year. You'll get more enjoyment out of hunting and fishing. Yeah, I'd probably go with hunting and fishing. Honestly,
3: I probably would too. I mean, it's more experiences. I don't know. Yeah. Tough. Good
0: tough.
3: question. Good question, Tap. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, What's up? We gotta,
1: ask you, we gotta ask you here. There's been some rumors that you received a twelve month visa to Australia. Can you speak a little bit about that?
3: Um Yeah. I can. Um was it
1: I, I mean, was it fake talk? Like you could say that too.
3: No, I mean I have a down payment for a twelve month work visa for Australia. What Can you uh, set a
2: scenario Killian of what uh where you were and what you were doing when you put that uh, down payment down for your visa?
3: I was driving to the beach after leaving Charlotte for the USC game. Okay, Labor Day.
2: On the car ride down, just <laughs> mobile Visa. I didn't know they made those these days.
3: Yeah, I was talking to the dude while we were getting jersey mics, and he was all about it. My dad, my dad did the same thing when he was my age. Um, Australian, awesome. I mean, I'm I'm kind of scared. I, like thinking about it, I'm like, God, that's really far away. But I mean, it would be incredible. How
2: uh, if it if it ends up if you end up pulling trigger, how long do you think you're gonna spend overseas?
3: Um, I would probably do, like, eight months. And where? I'm thinking Sydney.
0: Dude, it is 10.15 a.m. in Australia right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's I insane. I Did think so, one? too.
0: It's, it's a little – to... What? Uh, talk about not being able to watch UNC. That would suck.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'll leave in like March and get back like November for the latter half of football and hunting season.
1: <laughs> Priorities.
3: Like, you gotta have those. That'd be awesome, Killian. You should do it. I'm all for it. Yeah, Might I'm a little nervous. Well. but I think it'd be really cool. I, I mean, you can only do with- that once.
2: Yeah. If it's eight months, I can live. It. I can live with eight months without
3: you, man. Yeah, y'all should come visit me.
2: That'd be dope. It's a little, gonna get you know, a, little, a little tough nowadays, but... Nah, just sure. just gotta do it. Facts, fuck it. Two weeks just <laughs> on vacation, let's ride.
3: All right, yeah, Gillian, do, pull it off.
0: Give me your uh, favorite UNC memory. It'd be sports, it'd be a party, it could be... I don't know what. Anything you got.
3: Um, first thing that popped in my head was I was at the Giovanni Bernard game.
0: Oh, so that yeah. was,
3: pretty, that was pretty awesome. Tap, do you remember that game? Killian, okay, break awesome. it down. Though. I gotta
2: break it down. Where were you? What were you seeing?
3: Dude, I was, I was literally right at the 50, just going nuts. Like right when he caught it, like the, everyone just started standing up. Just like insane chills. No,
2: he's not. Yes he is. Geo for the touchdown.
3: And then another funny one is uh when we won the national championship in seventeen, we were obviously still in high school. Um, but my sister was at UNC still. And I really wanted to go right after we after we won, obviously. And I like got to the end of my driveway. One of her friends was picking me up to take me there. My mom like calls me as I'm walking down the driveway. She's like, what are you doing? I was told her I'd been asleep already. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I was like, um, nothing. What What are you doing? She was like, uh, you're not in your room. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just like out in the driveway. Like I'll be back in a second. And so totally got screwed out of that celebration. So that was kind of a ill, oh, ill favorite. You, you never made it make- Nope damn so that was a that was a bad memory but that
1: was it was amazing. still that was still
3: awesome because we still want it
1: <laughs>
2: at least you still have something to hold on to during like that that celebration you're literally about to hop in a car and drive to chapel hill and just <laughs> had to turn around and go back and watch it on tv yeah
3: and then last year oh i completely forgot about number one by a mile the <laughs> Final four beating Duke last year. Two years ago. Two years ago. I mean, that was insane. Patrick and I were fully embraced crying. Just, (laughs) Just so happy. And then we just fucking lost to Kansas.
2: Yeah. Blowing it was brutal, but honestly... It's probably bad saying this, but beating Duke in that Final Four game was, I think, even more sweeter than winning after the championship, at least in the moment. It was insanely cool. And we almost got kicked out of that stadium probably five different times.
3: We were just so happy.
2: Just so happy. Just hugging each other. Going back to
0: the uh, Gio Bernard, if the podcast didn't know Patrick and I were on the sidelines... Gio scored the touchdown, Patrick ran over and slapped him on the head, literally on the field, and I sat down in my yellow rain jacket <laughs> on the golf cart and was crying. <laughs> it was so sad. It's so sad. How old were we? Probably like, what year was that?
2: I mean, we're probably like 14. Like a... Yeah. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick wouldn't a... let me So I wore a yellow rain jacket. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to wear a red state shirt while we're on the UNC I'm sideline. the
1: sideline. <laughs> no shot.
3: Yeah, did facts. Did you see the Arizona's non-conference schedule in basketball? Have, is it insanely hard? It's insanely hard.
2: Y'all's is pretty
0: it's insanely gonna hard. It's going to be
3: fine. Yeah, ours is
2: ridiculously hard as well. Go go
3: Go look at Caleb's story. Go look at it. Duke's on there. I can't remember who else. There's like four or five really hard games.
0: Hold on, I'm looking it up.
3: Duke, Mission
0: State. Hold on. Duke, Mission State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is tough. And then Cal, Stanford, Colorado, Utah, Florida, Atlanta. Yeah, they got a tough, tough non conference for sure.
2: KB, okay, um, we'll, uh, we'll leave you with this question. Uh, just name your, your top three movies. I know you're a movie guy that's seen everything ever. So give us your top three movies um, and then give us some closing remarks, if you will. <laughs>
3: That's another hard question. Um. Wow, I might yeah, take me another. a second.
0: I couldn't. No. I couldn't could not think of three on the top of my head. Number one's the other guys.
3: Yeah, that's a great one. I'll probably go Dark
2: Knight, Interstellar, then the Reverend. I don't know. The, I'm all into Christopher Nolan. I really liked Oppenheimer. Although, have you seen,
3: I it again. Have you
2: seen uh, Arrival? I really like that movie. Yes, Arrival, was great. Arrival is great. That might be up there. That kind of popped in
3: my head. Killing sure. AJ, AJ cool. didn't understand Arrival. That shit was so funny. He was like, dude, that movie was terrible. <laughs>
1: I, gotta re-watch it.
3: I, it down. I hadn't I
2: hadn't seen it yet and you were like AJ there's no way that you watched that movie and like understood what it what it was saying if you thought it was bad.
3: <laughs> you got to rewatch that. I will. Maybe a Dark Knights up there, Patrick, Interstellar, Arrival might be. There's something like I mean no, but those are three solid ones. We'll go with that for now.
2: All right, well that'll work. Uh Kaylee, I appreciate you coming on, my brother. Uh it was fun. If you got any closing remarks, let's hear them and we we'll, uh, we're going to roll into the preview of Pittsburgh and UVA for UNC and State for
3: next weekend. Well, cheers to that. Go Heels. Um I uh hope we can get it done this week. Pitt's always kind of have our number, but I don't know. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Have Thank you, you Killian. Time. Later.
0: That was our third guest on the pod, absolute stud of a man, big time Hunter and Fisher, which I always love. Um, But we're going to jump right into Pitt and Virginia this week. Um, I'll go ahead and let AJ take it away. What do you got? What are are you thinking for next week?
1: I uh, I think both teams are playing mediocre ACC teams. Um, I think Virginia is the worst in the ACC, to be honest. So not um, mediocre. Oh, yeah. I meant sub-mediocre. Is um, Pitt. Pitt terrible? What's their record? 1-2. One, one, two, one two. Two. Uh, yeah, they've lost to West Virginia and Cincinnati, who are, I'd say, respectable. Um, And then their one win was over someone. Not worse. It
2: was a a garbage team. Uh, They lost to Cincinnati and West Virginia. And West Virginia last weekend
1: was brutal. Yeah, but that West Virginia-Pittsburgh game is always just a shit show. You never know what you're going to get. Some rivalry, the backyard brawl. Um, But I'm surprised at Pitt. Um, I think playing them at home, um, their quarterback is – the Phil Jerkovic, am I correct? From Boston College, yeah. And I actually like that guy. I think he can actually play. Um, I'm, you know, playing them at home. I have heard he's struggled this season, and they were even thinking about doing a QB change. But um, I've recently read that they've decided to solidify him as their starter, um, which could just be the confidence he needs. Um we should take care of business. I expect us to. Um, I hope we're not looking too far ahead and um, treating this game as another, like, bye. Um, I think we we take care of business. I would love to see a complete game. Some of, I'll, I'll drop my my player that I would like to see get more involved, and that's Bryson Nesbitt. Um, we talked about, you know, big receivers who can make big, big vertical plays. I think he's a tight end and I think he could be used as a receiver. Um, I would like to see us, you know, do something like that with him. Kind of like a quinshot Davis um, back in the day. Um, I think our defense is going to take care of business and we just got to put it together and, you know, keep, keep the faith in Drake and limit the turnovers and we should be fine down in Pittsburgh up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would, uh, I'll would. echo that. They
2: look terrible against West Virginia. Their offense looks horrible, although they do have a transfer quarterback and Phil Yurkovich that came from Notre Dame, then went to Boston College. Was very successful at Boston College, but last weekend, he just hasn't had a good start to the season at all. Um, I expect us to put up a stellar – defensive performance um i think they're they're just a tough physical team a lot like minnesota in a lot of ways they're going to try and run the ball on us um and honestly we just need to make them have to throw the ball um Yurkovich hasn't been great this season let's make him beat us and not their run game um the blueprint was kind of laid last weekend i don't think that anything much should change in that regard um pretty hilarious um, Twitter page called Message Board Genius I want to share on the pod that I saw today. This was a Pittsburgh Panther fan, just to show you where their their heads are at after their loss to West Virginia, which is a big rivalry game, so tempers are flaring. But someone said, screw soft-ass Phil. He's terrible and whines about getting booed. He's been in college for 10 years and still hasn't learned to play QB or take criticism like any other 28-year-old man that gets paid to do his job. The kid from Duke played better against West Virginia. Screw booing. Fans should shower him with beers when he comes out of the tunnel, throw batteries at him like he was an opposing player and an old vet in Philly, and students should punch him in the stomach every time they see him on campus. Wow. So,
0: Pittsburgh fan saying that?
2: Yeah, that's a Pittsburgh fan, so they're down bad right now. Um, but regardless of some dumb fan saying that, I just thought that was be funny to share. They play us tough. Um, we're gonna have to play a good game. This is our first true road game, so we haven't, you know, we haven't seen us play on the road yet. So this is a whole new, whole new challenge for us. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we will be the first time four and since nineteen eighty, second time since nineteen eighty three. Um, big game. That I'm excited to watch 8 p.m. Um, And I know A.J. said somebody he wants to see show out would be, for me, it would be Andre Green. It's time for him to show what he's made of, um, as highly recruited as he he was. So I'm excited to see if they can get him involved in the passing game. Tat, what you got for NC State against UVA?
0: Oh, this is a big game for Brennan. Um, He obviously transferred – from Virginia to NC state this year, obviously kind of a slow start. Some NC state fans are ready to see him go. I, for one am giving him every benefit of the doubt. I feel like he's going to turn it up this week. Um, he's definitely gonna be getting some booze in Virginia. So we'll see what happens. Um, Virginia's obviously and three, like AJ said, um, might be the worst, worst team in the ACC. They, uh, Got blown out by Tennessee, lost to JMU. JMU was actually favored in that game, which is hilarious. Um, and then they got off to a 14 0 start against Maryland last week, but then lost 42 to 14. So we should be able to handle them. I'm glad they're our first ACC opponent, first real road game. We played UConn on the road, but that doesn't really count. Um, yeah, I wanna see Julian Drake get more involved. I know y'all are I know we talked about him earlier. He had a kid return obviously last week and almost took one to the house on um, a good pass from Brennan, so things should be pretty easy. I think we're nine point favorites. Um but other than that, I think we're gonna take care of him pretty easily, get our first acc win and uh, yeah. I'll give my prediction real fast. Um Nine point favorites. I'd say. I'd say we're gonna win thirty five to twenty one. That's my prediction.
2: Fourteen point dub. I mean, UVA is garbage this season. Terrible. I would be surprised if they win three games. So, that's a. You know, I have we have them on the schedule too. So it's nice to have those guys on the schedule. I'm not gonna say it's a guaranteed win by any any means, but. They're down in the dumps right now and don't have really anything to be excited about. Um, but at the end of the day, it's an ACC road game, so you got to go out and play it. And you got to go out and win it. Um, I'll give a prediction. I think y'all. I think y'all beat them, thirty-eight to fourteen. I think y'all. I think y'all handle them. Y'all are definitely a better football team than UVA I don't really is. I don't have much confidence in them at all. My uh, UNC Pittsburgh prediction. I'm also gonna go with the 38 points scored, and we're gonna give up 31. So 38, 21. Tar Heels. Um, they're just a tough-nosed football game or football team that I think that we'll be able to pull out uh, once again. Just being have a be- have a better team, um, better players that will be able to tough it out when it push comes to shove. Um, yep. Yeah. But we'll uh. That's just a quick, quick rundown of next week's games. Um, we can go into our three team parlay now to round out the podcast, although we are 0 and 2, unfortunately, but we will hit one. I promise. Um, I
0: hit
2: one. Be juicy.
0: Um,
2: AJ's um, Wi-Fi seems to be boofing up right now, but we'll give his pick for him. He is, like we said earlier, He's going to the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, and he likes the Fighting Irish at home, plus three and a half. I will say that I like that pick as well. Notre Dame is a good football team. I don't. I haven't seen Ohio State. has not been the Ohio State of recent. They've got killer receivers, but quarterback play hasn't been the same as it has been in previous years, um, and Notre Dame has got the same team as normal as every year, good O-linemen, good D-linemen you know, four and five stars all over the field, but they have a guy in Sam Hartman that I think will be able to get it done. Um so plus three and a half for Notre Dame is AJ's pick.
0: Yeah, I'll jump into mine. Um Wade Forest at home against Georgia Tech and I Wade Forest is a little surprising three and oh. They lost a lot last year, obviously lost Sam Hartman. Um but I've watched one of their games and they seem like they can throw the ball all over the field like they normally do. Um and I think Georgia Tet's probably bottom three team in the ACC, I had to say. Eh, maybe bottom five. But I think Wake Forest at home, I don't know why that spread so low. So I got Wake minus three and a half. Um, I think they'll handle them pretty easily, probably win by a touchdown or two. And then Patrick's got a little bit of a crazy one for your boys.
2: What you got, Pat? I wouldn't say it's crazy, but I'm going to take Clemson money line this week. I think Clemson's been slandered um, heavily these past few weeks after their embarrassing loss to Duke, although they did have 200 rushing yards and 200 passing yards, um, which is a recipe for success, but they were too many turnovers. They were in the red zone three different times in that game, and since then they've blown out both of their opponents. They have a really good team, and they're not being ranked. Um, doesn't does not exemplify how good this football team is. I like Dabo having a chip on his shoulder. That team tired of what the what the national media is saying about them. They don't lose in Death Valley often, and Florida State coming into town that's going to be hostile, hostile environment. And I like yeah. Clemson money line. I think it's going to come down to one of the last snaps, but I think Clemson gets it done. I wish I wish
0: that game was not at twelve. That that deserves to be a night game. Um but you can only put the prime time games in the prime time spots, I guess. So uh yeah, there we have it. That's uh we're gonna wrap up the podcast here. Um we got Virginia on the road for NC State and UNC's on the road at Pitt. Um should be two solid games. Hopefully we both come out on top. And uh yeah, that's gonna be it for us this week. See y'all next time. So, uh...
2: Listen, we'll, we'll see you next time.
1: Go to hell, we'll you can see it. We'll talk and Tar Heel talk out.